The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Centre. Remain blessed as you listen. Alright, so today we are going to be looking at the subject of salvation. We've been teaching on anything is possible during the second service, correct? Correct? All right. Now, you know, the first service, I always, you know, first service is usually the leaderships, the leaders and workers service. All right. People can join in. Anyone is free to join. All right. So in this, you know, I try to um, teach in a particular way. Now, turn your Bibles with me to Romans chapter number 623. Salvation. We'll be talking about salvation, the message of salvation. And in this service, I'm going to be teaching briefly, all right, on what salvation is and the nature of salvation, what salvation is and the nature, nature of salvation. Now, you look at Romans chapter number 6 and verse 23. Can we read 1, 2, go? It says what? The wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is what? Is death. But the gift of God is what? Eternal life through what? Christ Jesus. Read it again. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is what? Eternal life through what? Christ Jesus. Now, it tells us there that eternal life is the gift of God. Eternal life is the gift of God, but the wages of sin, which means death is the result of man's work. Because wages are a payment for a work done. Is that correct? All right. Wages are a payment for a work done. All right. Which means death is what the result of man's work. Hallelujah. But salvation or eternal life is not the result of work. Glory to God. Because if it was the result of work, the scripture would have said, all right, the wages of sin is death, but the wages of what? Of God is eternal life. Are you seeing that? All right. So salvation is not something that comes to you as a result of a work that you have done. So it is not given to you as a wage, glory to God, or a salary, because it is not given in response to what you have done. Salvation is the gift of God. Salvation is the gift of God. Salvation is not a gift of God. Salvation is the gift of God. Glory to God. Salvation is the gift of God. Now, salvation is the gift of God to man. Now look at John 3, 15, 16, and 17. John 3, 15, 16, and 17. Look at what it says quickly. It says that whosoever believeth in him should not what? Perish. Well, let us even look at it for context because this is a sermon, all right, that, you know, John 3 is a very packed chapter of the Bible because in John 3, Jesus preaches the gospel to a man. And in the content of his message to Nicodemus, we have certain things clarified for us. It's in John 3 we understand born again. It's in John 3 we understand the identity of the man that is born again. It's in John 3 that we see the security in salvation and how that the mission of Jesus is to save men and not to destroy them. Hallelujah. Now look at what it says. Let us back up to John 3 chapter from verse 10. And we're going to read into 17. All right. 
Can we read one to go? He says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Are thou a master of Israel, and knoweth not these things? Verse 11. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. 12. Everybody read one to go. He says, If I have told you earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of what? Heavenly things. Verse 13. Next verse. He says, And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be what? Be lifted up. Now, notice. He said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of God be what? Lifted up. We, we, we see from that statement that the lifting up, glory to God, of the serpent is talking about the lifting up of Jesus in his death. Hallelujah. So when you sing that song, lift Jesus higher, lift Jesus higher, lift him high for the world to see. For he said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. Now, what was he talking about? The context of him being lifted up from the earth was in that he will be crucified. So he is saying that in my crucifixion, I am going to draw all men what? to me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So when you sing that song, you are telling us, let us kill Jesus again. All right? So he said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Verse 15. What does he say? He says what? That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. Which means, whosoever believeth on the Christ that was lifted up in death. Hallelujah. So that means whosoever believes in the work of the cross, whosoever believes in what Jesus did in his death, burial, and resurrection. Praise God. I said, praise God. He said, whosoever believes in him should not perish. Back up to 15. I'm not done there. He said, whosoever believes in him should not perish. The word perish is the word of Greek apolumi. And apolumi means to destroy. It means to destroy. It means to be lost. It means to be thrown away from the presence of something. So when he says, should not perish, he is saying, should not be destroyed. He is saying, should not be lost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Should not. Now, and the thing that is very important is that this, la this language, should not, all right, uh, in the Greek, is actually a double negative. All right? It should, it's like saying, all right, this shall under no circumstance happen. Do you understand? That means there is no scenario where this would happen. Are you following? So when he says that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, he is saying that whosoever believeth in him will not under any circumstance be destroyed. Are you paying attention? We will not under any circumstance perish. But he said he shall have what? Eternal life. Look at it. You cannot perish if you have eternal life. Why? Because the life that you have is for what? Ever. Praise God. The word eternal life. What does eternal mean? What does eternal mean? In perpetuity. Praise God. I mean, if you remember when we were in further mass, all right, when we did the calculation, then we, we calculate, then we get to a point that will give us the infinity sign. How many of you know the infinity sign? All right, that means that this thing does not end. Hallelujah. So when he says eternal life, eternal life is life without what? End. Say, I have eternal life. Sutra. Say it again, I have eternal life. Glory to God. It says that whosoever believeth in him, praise God, notice, whosoever, anybody, 
whosoever, anybody, all right, believes in him. He didn't say walk for it. No, he says believes in him. Should not perish, but have eternal life. Now look at verse 17, verse 16. It says, for God so loved. Oh, hallelujah. Now notice he didn't say for God so loved the church. Hallelujah. He didn't say for God so loved the church. No. He says for God so loved what? The world. The world of who? The world of sinners. He says that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth what? In him should not what? Perish, but have what? Everlasting life. Now, notice something very powerful I want you to see. Jesus uses the word should not perish twice. He uses it in 15, and he uses it in what? 16 for emphasis. Glory to God. For what? Emphasis is like when he says verily, verily. He's saying pay attention to what I'm telling you now. Now, when you see emphasis, Emphatic use of grammar in a chapter is telling you, pay attention to this. He says, should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. The same word, the word everlasting and eternal are the same word in the Greek. All right? It's the Greek word, aionos. Aionos. A-I-O-N-O-S. All right? The translators use eternal in one and use everlasting because they were like, let's just play with the words, praise God. But it's the same word in the Greek. Aionos. Aionos zoe. Aionos zoe. That is life everlasting. Life forever. Hallelujah. Now look at 17. Look at 17. He says, "For listen, I want everybody to read this. Because this must seep into your consciousness. Hallelujah. He says, for God sent not his son into the world to do what? To condemn the world. So when you see someone who has a ministry of condemnation, always pointing at, pointing at, Jesus did not send that person. He said, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be what? See. Someone shout hallelujah. So the man who believes has. Not will have. Has. The man who believes has. Christianity, hallelujah, all right. The study of Christianity is a study of what we have possessed, not what we will possess. It's a study of what we have received, not what we will receive. Glory to God. The gift of God was given for us to receive. Amen. The gift of God was given for us to receive. If you doubt that God gave it, you are a non-believer. Amen. Praise God. You are an unbeliever in unbelief and you are lost. Glory to God. Glory to God. If you have received it, but doubt it after receiving it, you are a disorderly Christian. The man who believes has. The man who believes has eaten of the flesh and drank of the blood of Jesus. John chapter 6. Jesus speaks carnally here. Because he knows when we start thinking of talking about eating flesh and drinking blood, we will get it. Glory to God. 
Do you understand? Do you understand? But you see, to eat of a man's body and to eat of his blood means you have eaten of him. And if you have eaten of a man, you have become him. You have become a part of him. That's what Jesus is trying to communicate in John 6. He said, if you eat of me, you have become a part of me. You have become immersed into me. You have become one with me. That's why in Ephesians 5, 20, he says, you have become, is it 5, 20, 5, 30, he said, we are, you have become members of his body, of his what? Of his flesh, and of his what? Of his bones. Do you know what it means? The man who is born again is a member of the very bones and the very flesh of Jesus. So you will explain to me how you are going to separate that man from Jesus. Hallelujah. How do, you, how do you want to do it? A believer is not a member of a social club. You didn't join a club. Believe, when you believed in Jesus, you didn't join a club. Hallelujah. You didn't join an association of people that know Jesus. No. You were made a member of his body and of his flesh and of his bones. So at least it's a deep thing, no? Being a Christian is deeper than any secret church cult you can join. Praise God. That's why if a man were in a cult, the moment he believes, the authority in Christ supersedes the authority of that cult. Hallelujah. It's not a joke, man. Glory to God. Glory to God. John 6. <laughs> Look at your and say, ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Some of you don't participate in church. Listen, you can't enjoy church like that. Too. Glory to God. We are singing, you don't sing. We are laughing, you don't laugh. Holy Ghost will bypass you. It's a little serious. <laughs> Praise God. Say, but I have eternal life. Look at John 6 and chapter number 53 and 54. John 6, 53 and 54. Then Jesus said unto them, listen, very, verily, that very, very, that is assuredly, assuredly, I say unto you. Or most assuredly, I say to you. Or this thing where I want to talk, he's serious. Gang, 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 gang. Hallelujah. He says, I say unto you, except, oh, glory to God, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. He's not talking about the communion here, oh. If I go and bring out bread and bring wine, glory to God, or Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is not his blood. It's metaphor. Praise God. All right? He said, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no what in you. You have no what? Why? Because the Son of Man, Jesus, is life. In John 14, 6, he says, I am the way. The truth, the life. Glory to God. So the man who has eaten of Jesus has eaten of the way. So now knows the way. Glory to God. Let me say that again. You didn't get it. I said the man who has eaten of Jesus has eaten of what? The way. So he now knows the way. The man who has eaten of Jesus has eaten of the truth. So he now knows the truth. The man who has eaten of Jesus has eaten of the life. So now knows the life. He knows the way, he has the way. He knows the truth, he has the truth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He knows the life and he has the life. Hallelujah. The man that has eaten of Jesus the way, glory to God, becomes the way to Jesus. 
Glory to God. Because Jesus is the way to eternal life. When you eat of the fruit, uh, eat of Jesus, you become the way to Jesus. Amen? You become the way to Jesus. So that means others will discover the way. Others will discover the, uh, Jesus. Others will discover eternal life through what? You. So that means the man who has discovered Jesus the way has become the way to Jesus, to men. Hallelujah. Jesus is not the way shower, he is the way. Jesus is not a way, he is the way. Jesus is not a truth or one of the many truths, he is the truth, the truth. Every other thing is a lie. Say, ah, I don't know other religions in the world, they are lies. Can't we walk in tolerance to other religions? Walking in tolerance, saying that other religions are true, is not walking in tolerance. Is tolerating lie. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. It's a lie. There is no other way to heaven except by believing. Jesus said it. He said, except Jesus is a liar, and I believe Jesus. He knows what he's talking about. Amen. When I read the words of Jesus, it is very believable. Other men talk, they have like though they are making recommendation observation. Have you noticed all the other religions like observation? You understand? Observation, you know, be talking, you know, we, we hope and things like that. People, you know, I mean, one of one, one prophet was talking about he's not sure where he's going, but he's hoping that Allah will allow him to heaven, Al Jana. So everybody's praying after they die that they should enter. That is not very comforting. I don't know about you. It's not comforting. Is it comforting for you? That when I die, people should now be holding prayer that at, at the open gate for me. Ah, no, it's not comforting. What if they don't pray well? And you know people, after you have died, they've forgotten you. So it was based on their prayer. What are you talking about? Who is paying them? Are they on salary to pray? So if it's based on salary prayer, bro, I'm not coming out of that hell, man. Ah, praise God. It's uncertain. Jesus said, you don't need to walk. I have walked. All you have to do is believe on me and you are good. Why is it that some people have coconut heads? Is not is it hard? Why do you want to work for God? What God has said is too expensive for you to afford. Listen, salvation is too expensive, so God made it free. You can't afford it. He made it free. He said, "Look, this is exp I give you as a gift." The only reason why you will go to hell is for you to try to earn what I've given as a gift. Hallelujah. So the man, look how he says, then Jesus said unto them, Very, very, I say unto you, except he eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Look at verse 54. What does he say? He says, Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood, heart what? Hey, heart what? Come on, louder, heart what? Heart what? And I will raise him up at the last day. Don't cry for any man that dies in Christ. Don't cry for anyone that lives in Christ. You will see that man again. You will see that woman again. The only person you should cry for is the one that dies and didn't eat of the tree of life. Because you're not going to see that person again. Praise God. Praise God. You're not going to see that person again. In fact, we must be careful about even raising the dead. Yes, we should be very careful. 
Don't raise an elderly person from the dead in Christ. He died in Christ. What are you raising him from dead for? If I die when I'm like, when I die, leave this earth, maybe on like, how was my confession? I said 90 or something. All right? Now, if you raise me up from the dead, I will slap you and sleep back. Because I would have already been talking to Jesus, Paul. This, I've talked to you for 90 years. What's your problem? You should let me go and talk to the other people I've read about. Hallelujah. As I praise God, if you like, he must come back at 90. <laughs> praise the Lord. He said, who so he take my flesh and drink my blood, had eternal life. Say Allah, I have eternal life. What are you talking? I have it. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. You see, there is a certainty in our lingua, you know, in our language as believers. We don't talk nonsense like, you know, only God knows what? Only God knows what? God is ashamed of that statement. It's a statement of unbelief. Only God knows who are going to heaven. The people that are going know. They know. It's, it's in scripture. The Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the what? Sons of God. He now says, the Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit. So that means there is a knowing. If you don't know, you are not born again. Hallelujah. Ah, Pastor, let's be humble. <laughs> This is too much arrogance. Let me tell you something. When you say that you are not sure that we are going to heaven, after you read what Jesus said, that who so eateth my flesh and became my blood, had eternal life, you are the one that is arrogant. What is humility? Humility is accepting what the word of God says about the situation and submitting to it. Arrogance is to say you have another opinion. is to stand in opposition to what God has already said clearly. To say, what of you understand? That's pride. You are proud. Praise God. So you have some form of humility that is false and it is fake. Amen? Saying, oh Lord, I am worthless in your presence. It's not humility. It's not humility, you. If you said that in the presence of Jesus, he will rebuke you. If he did not rebuke you, it's Satan that you are seeing. It's not Jesus. Ken Hagen once narrated a vision where he had an open vision of Jesus and Jesus appeared to him. I think it's in the book, I Believe in Visions. All right, and I asked many of his tapes, so I listened to him, you know. And he, he said, Jesus appeared to him, and he said, and he was talking to Jesus and said, Lord, I am not worthy to stand before your presence. He said the way the eyes of Jesus changed when he said it. He said Jesus rebuked him. He said, what are you talking about? I made you worthy. I made you worthy. I, am, I made you. By my blood, you are worthy to stand in front of me. That's the essence of the cross. Are you following what I'm saying? That's what righteousness means. It is the ability to stand before God as though you never sinned. It's right. That's what that is why it's called a gift. Any Jesus appears to you and says, You are not worthy to stand in my presence, get out. That is not Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
You know there are different kinds of Jesus now. Even in Bible, is there no bad Jesus there? In Lagos, is there no Jesus of Igbo? And now, glory to God. We also even have Indaboski Bauze. Are you following? So every kind, Jesus, oh, Yapa, you understand? There's even Gabriel Jesus. Praise God. You know, I was watching one time, they were playing Man City and Game, and Man City, Gabriel Jesus called, and he tweets, the Man City, and he said, Thank you, Jesus. It wasn't. <laughs> Do you understand? So it's not Jesus the Christ. So you can meet different kinds of Jesus. Which one did you meet? What is his own name? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. So it's not everybody in white that is shining in vision. That is Jesus. Who? How do we know if it's Jesus? By what that Jesus said. The Bible says, test every spirit. First John 4, verse 1. Praise God. If you go and be accepting every Jesus you see in vision as Jesus, you are the one. Look. <laughs> you went, your life went inside the enter dustbin. So you have to test spirits. If an angel appear here and he had this, it's what he will say that will know how far. You understand? If he talks and it's not aligned with scripture, I will send the danger away. And if he resists, I will know it's not an angel of God. That's how I will know. Because if I'm sending the agent away, it will, it will explain. You understand? I, I'm a son. Do you know who I am? I'm a son of God now. Angels are under me. What are you talking about? If I demand to know, ask him question, who are you? Shall I hear this thing according to scripture? You have to. I'm a son. You are not. Praise God. Are you following what I'm saying, OJ? What are you talking about? I mean, so I know who I am. Oh. I am very, very persuaded. As you see me like that, no witch can kill me. They've tried. I'm telling you, it can't kill. Kill who? Me. Impossible. Do you know why? You can't. Ah, ah. Are you following? The Bible says, you are of God, little children. And I've overcome them. For what greater is he that is in me? Hallelujah. Come on one time, finish crusade. Cast out a lot of demon-possessed people. Tell us demon possession. No, I'm not talking about this one. I'm for that. No, I'm talking of... You know that kind of stuff. There are different kinds of levels to this thing. Now, I'm not talking of one inside service. I'm talking of there were plenty. So the, the crusade happened near all this river. And you know, the, many of those people offer stuff and pour libation to the spirits there. So after I finish it, this, uh -uh, everywhere, people want me, ah! Power of God everywhere, I mean. And you know, let me tell you something. Oh, like, yeah. You know, listen, you will not know how much power and authority you have until you have the opportunity to display it. Did you hear what I said? As that devil's, as I was kind of, nobody was trying, anyone that went, I said, shut up, get out, in Jesus' name. And they shut up and got up. I said, hey, this is sweet, man. <laughs> After I finished, got home, I was still running my hospitals then. I got into the, this thing, like I was about to sleep. That's how these people came. People that other people don't see, but only you will see them. Hallelujah. And they came, they said, Who, How dare you come and mess up our activity? Something, something, something. I said, Hey, hey, hey. I didn't even start doing any prayer. No. No. You can't kill me. Who are you? Ah. Uh, the people that are with me, you think I'm sleeping here alone? 
I am a crowd. I am a multitude. Praise God. The Bible says he has come to Zion. To an innumerable company of what? Angels. It's not one. It's not standing alone angel that is standing like this. No. Innumerable company. I, what are you talking about? I just look at you and say, slept and woke up the next day. I will not wake up. Praise God. You are the one that is bothering yourself. Oh, ah. Glory to God. Any wish I want to kill me, we die. You understand? It's not love of God. It's, it's just my own law. <laughs> ah, it's my law. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. After you try fire and my angel show you, shook your body and your the cells of your body respond like this. Ah, that is opportunity to what? Repent. You don't even die. You die. It's simple. Praise God. And I won't even cry about it. So, because you are the one that wanted to die. How can you come and say you want to kill me with witchcraft? You will die. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> ah, it's it's amen. No? Praise the Lord. I mean, a son of God, which is to kill him. Then he now died. Then went to everyone and said what? What, what, what is he saying there? <laughs> How are you going to explain it? Do you know that he'll be explaining it for all eternity? That is which that killed him. Do you understand? For eternity. That's what he's saying. I didn't know why I was so witches killed me. For not for a while, though. For all the time. Ah, no, now nah, it's not possible. You need to understand how impossible that must happen must be. You say there's one person that is chewing cola not your father's house and he's doing stuff, he's moving stuff. You. And you, you are royal star skater. Let's continue what we are teaching, Jerry. Hey, praise God. Amen. <laughs> Say aloud, I'm born of God. Born of God. Say it with conviction. I am born of God. Born of God. Hallelujah. Born of God. It's not a religious lingo. It is fact. Born of God. I had a life of God in me. I am heavily defended. Ah. Heavily defended. I don't need to see them. They are here. Glory to God. Glory to God. So now, there are some words we should understand quickly. Now, remember what we said when Jesus said, He who has, uh, believes on me has eaten my flesh and drank my blood. Then in John 6 63, he explains that it is not flesh and blood he's talking about. He's talking about his word. He says, What? The words that I speak unto you, they are what? They are spirit. And they are what? They are life. So what he's saying is that. All right, if you believe my words concerning what my body broken did for you and my blood shed did for you, you have eaten of my flesh and you have what? Drank of my blood. So if you believe in my death, burial, and resurrection for the forgiveness of your sins, you have what? Eternal life. Now let's explain what salvation is quickly. Salvation. The word salvation is from the Greek word soteria, soteria, soteria. I have a lady I buy Ogbono from. I don't know what Ogbono is in English, all right? But I buy Ogbono from in uh, a girl market. Um, and her name is Salvation. So I said, your name is Salvation. I said, do you know what that is in the Greek? She said, no. I said, it means soteria. She said, soteria sounds nice. I said, from today, I'm calling you soteria. And I've been calling her Soteria for the past three years. Praise God. 
soteria. All right, soteria. What does it mean? It means salvation, soteria. It means to rescue or deliver from trouble to safety. Salvation. What it means? Salvation means to deliver, to rescue from trouble to safety. That's what it means. Now let us see how it is used. Look at Acts of Apostles chapter number 4. Acts of Apostles chapter number 4 verse 12. Ah, thank you Lord Jesus. Acts 4 12. It says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given amongst men, whereby we must be what? Saved. So that means salvation, rescue, deliverance from trouble to safety is found where? In the name of who? Jesus. Romans 1.16. Romans 1.16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto what? Unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. He says, the power of God unto salvation. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10 and verse 10. Do not Think for a moment that, for example, that in a church like this where we prioritize teaching the word of God, that we don't have demonstrations of power. If you think that, you'll be very deluded and you obviously have not done your investigations very well. Hallelujah. You cannot have a church that preaches the gospel without demonstrations of power. It's impossible. The power is in the message. And because the power is in the message, there will be manifestations of power through the spirit of God. But the, what we do not do in this church is that we do not make miracles and stuff front and center because it is a church. Praise God. Did you hear what I said? It is a what? A church. A church is first and foremost a place of religious learning. First and foremost. Hallelujah. It's not a place for entertaining you with forensic prophecy. Calling your account number, your name. That's not what church is for. Do we do that? Yes. Do I have, have I several times called out all of those things here? Yes. But you see, there are certain times, and what I normally do is I always caution myself. You understand? Some of you always ask, I'm a pastor. Because I, some, I mean, there was a time a pastor saw me. I was ministering to someone by a word of knowledge by the side. And I I picked out the estate where they live, his address and stuff like that. And the guy said, I think it was Pastor Eddie. Pastor Eddie said, ah, Pastor, why didn't you do this one in the service? So that we'll package it. <laughs> I'll put it out. <laughs> because he just saw me outside. I finished preaching. And outside, after service, I was somewhere there. I was now flowing in the world and stuff like that. He said, why didn't you? Yeah, I flowed in the world of during the service, but I coded it. Do you understand? All right, praise God. I could, for example, if you say, call somebody and say, you there, you've had abortion three times, something like, you know that one is not, you understand, during the service. Because after we are finished, people are like, wow, see it's precision. But you know you will not forget what I said about the person. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so you see, you must we must build a church filled with believers that are coming for the word. Because that's the church that will have growing Christians. 
So when they come from the world, there will be demonstration of the Spirit, but the primary reason why they are coming is for what? The Word. And I get an amen. So Romans 10, 10, it says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto what? So now we say salvation is rescue, deliverance, from trouble to safety. So the question now is this. What are we saved from? Hallelujah. Salvation from what? Is this someone blessing anybody? Salvation from what? Go back to Romans 6, 23. Romans 6 and verse 23 says, The wages of sin is what? Death. But the gift of God is what? Eternal life to Christ. So that means what eternal life replaces. Thank you. Thank you no problem. What eternal life replaces, glory to God, is what? Hallelujah. So, if what we receive in Christ is life, it means that what we were rescued from outside of Christ is what? Death. Praise God. So, salvation from death. All right. Another thing we talk about, we can say salvation from what? Salvation from darkness. Colossians chapter 1, verse 12. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 12. Darkness. Darkness is a metaphor for a life away from God. Darkness is a metaphor for being lost from the presence of God. Darkness is a metaphor for sin. Darkness is a metaphor for ignorance. Hallelujah. Darkness is a metaphor for death. It says, giving thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of Saints in light. 13. Everybody read one to go. Who had what? Delivered us from the what? Power of what? Darkness. And had translated us into the kingdom of what? Of his yes. Are you seeing that? Death to life. Darkness to sons. You see that? So we were rescued from death and brought into life. We were rescued from darkness and brought into what? Sonship. Praise God. Salvation from what? Salvation from sin. Matthew 1. Matthew 1 and 21. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21. What does it say? It says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name what? Jesus. For he shall save his people from... He shall what? Soteria his people from what? They are sins. Tell Lord, I'm saved from my sins. I'm saved from my sins. I'm saved from my sins. Matthew 18, 11, Salvation from being lost. Salvation from being lost. We were lost. He saved us from that state of being lost. Away from God's presence. Glory to God. The Bible says that ye who were dead in trespasses and sins. All right. As he quickened. Amen. Matthew 18, 11. He says what? For the son of man is come to save that which was what? Lost. Lost. It is also salvation from damnation. Mark 16, 16. 
salvation from damnation. Damnation. All right. Mark 16, 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be what? Damned. The word damned there is a Greek word katakrino. And basically, what katakrino means, it's a sentence of death. It's a what? Death sentence. That's what it means. So there is a sentence of eternal death on every man that rejects Jesus. Because Jesus is eternal life. So if you reject eternal life, what are you going to have? Come on now, what are you going to have? All right, let me give you an example. If you're in a place, all right, there's no light there, but there is a switch for the light. But if you say, I'm not going to switch on that light, what have you chosen? Darkness. Was the light available? Come on, was the light available? But you chose what? All right, that person chose what? Which therefore means darkness is not a punishment of God to men. Darkness is the choice men make. Therefore, God does not send anybody to hell. Hell is the choice men make for rejecting life. Because hell actually is darkness. Hallelujah. 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 So when we go preaching the gospel, we are telling them, listen, God has made a way for you. And it's a free gift. But he will not force his way on you. He created you. And he created you for one purpose, to choose. Choose light or darkness. He will respect your choice. Praise God. He has told you in this life the consequences of your choices. You decide what choice you make. Hallelujah. All right? He has given his spirit to convince you. So that as I'm preaching the message, you are being convicted inside you. Praise God. He has given his spirit to convince you even by miracles. And wonder, signs and wonders. Praise God. To get your attention to the fact that what I'm preaching to you is correct. So if you see all of the miracles and you had the conviction in your heart when I preached to you that what I'm saying is true and you still reject it, hell is your choice, not a punishment. The actual punishment is now lake of fire. And when God is pouring, throwing hell into lake of fire, he is not looking at it as he's pouring you there that I've believed. No, he's is removing everything in this world that is not of him. Do you know that what is going to even happen, or at the last time, what is actually happening is, everything of darkness is being expunged, so that in the new heaven and the new earth, there is only light, no darkness. Remember in Genesis 1, God separated the light from darkness, which means light and darkness are residing together. But in the new heaven and new earth, God is going to expunge darkness and only light will be. So there will be no more night. There will only be what? Day. Remember that? Only day. Why? Because in the day, in the dispensation of the day, we are going only to have children of what? Of the day. In the dispensation of light, we are only going to have children of light. Hell is darkness. Uh, the lake of fire is darkness. So also everyone that chooses life away from Christ. Devils and men. Hallelujah. Ah, praise God. Oh, time has gone. Time has gone. Praise God. 
Because in the second service, I'm talking about taking the land. All right? Having the boldness to say, all right, like Caleb, that hill is mine. I'm going to take it. Praise God. Praise God. I'll say, I, it's mine. I'm going to take it. When you go to a school and say, I'm going to take this place for Jesus. So we're going to be looking at how to take the land. Hallelujah. Praise God. Remember what we said. We said, I am enough to take the land. Amen. God has made me an able minister of the New Testament. That word able is, it can notice. It is an inherent ability. It means that I have been fabricated with the ability to supply the Holy Ghost. So I come showing up confident that I have been activated. I'm an agent of eternal life. If you contact me, you contact life. Praise God. So I look at myself. If I land in a place, listen to me. If a man can contact a virus by breathing in the same air that comes out of that infected man's nostrils, it means a man should contact the Holy Ghost by breathing the air I breathe. Praise God. I am more infectious than a virus. I am, I am a Holy Ghost pandemic on two legs. Are you following what I'm saying? It means if I land in a community, things should begin to happen that, notes, that says that a pandemic has arrived. Of the Holy Ghost variety. Are you following what I'm saying? People should begin to catch Holy Ghost fever and cough Holy Ghost cough. When I look at Corona, I'm seeing what the devil is doing and I'm getting message that this is what Christians should be doing. I should enter my Samaria and everybody catches the Holy Ghost. Do you know that that's what happened? You should enter that school. Pandemic has come. Instead of fornication, instead of Yahoo, Yahoo, or advanced free fraud, instead of Ron's Gellism in Unilago, and the Moremis and places like that, for those of you who are students are in that school, when you arrive, you say, Holy Ghost pandemic has come. Holy Ghost wants girl. I will run the gospel into your hearts. Yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Glory to God. Holy Ghost pimp. I will pimp the gospel into your life. By the time I'm done with you, everybody in this hostel is my disciple. Let me round up and tell you this. You see, when I was in school, I had a project. And let me tell you what my project was. I'm just going to round up with this. Let me tell you what my project was. My project was, all right, I will take an hostel. And I will say, I'm going to get everybody in this hostel talking in tongues in this academic year. So, this is how I did it. I enter room by room. Some of you have known me for a while. We've gone on those kind of trips with me. People like Pastor Tiwi, Pastor Ade, I think Eddie too. We go room by room. I get people talking in tongues. In fact, 
I will go to the part two class, medical school. There, there was a, there's a part one class, that's the then we used to use education for part one class. Then there's part two class, like a medical, you know, this thing. We'll go there to read. And while I was reading, let me tell you what my agenda was while I was reading. It was to identify people that before we finish that night, they'll be talking in tongues. So this was how I used to talk that. I had pickup lines. You know why worldly guys have pickup lines for dating girls? I have pickup lines for getting them talking in tongues. So I, when, it, I, when I enter, I've scanned the room, target locked. That person, I've already picked this person. Now, this one is talking in tongues. Don't worry, today. So I've gone and sit down, sit down there. So I start reading, reading, reading. You understand? Then I'm not talking to the person. This was my pickup line. It's like I know you some from somewhere. <laughs> That's my pickup line. I mean, we are all students. I mean, this thing, this thing, we now start. You know, what's your name? Blah, 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 blah. Are you born again? Oh, yes. As the person is getting more past, I say, Motimele. Hallelujah. I, oh, I'm born again. I, have you been filled with the Holy Ghost with the devil speaking in tongues? Then the person asks question, I open scripture, open scripture, open scripture, open scripture, open scripture, QED. Do you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost with the devil speaking in tongues? Yes. Okay. Let us meet in the next one hour on SOM field. Praise God. And the person meets me on SOM field, and in 15 minutes, the person is talking in tongues. You see, by the time I was done, you see, by the time I was in 300 level, and I entered the escorship of the fellowship I was in, all right, about 70% of the ESCO members in that fellowship, I got them talking in tongues. Uh, what are you talking? One day I went to Covenant Christian Center and one lady ran to meet me. And she told everybody, because she was an usher, she told said, that's the guy that got me talking in tongues. Was, that's the guy that got me. Pastor Femi, how are you doing? Oh, thank you so much. Blah, 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 blah. There are many of them today that are pastors that through that activity, they are, they, that's how they got to know the Holy Ghost. They are pastors, pastors' wives, and consultant doctors, and, and nurses, and pharmacists. From Muslims and all. That's how they got to know the Holy Ghost. Through that ministry activity that I did in that school for six years. In Unilag, I did the same thing. I held Holy Ghost meetings. When I was in diploma, I held Holy Ghost meetings every day for one year. Every day. Do you know what it means to have Holy Ghost meetings every day for one year? And before that, I used to hold Holy Ghost meetings every Saturday in Redeemed Christian Church of God, Power Assembly in Dimu. One of those who got filled with the Holy Ghost then is now a member of Oikea Christian Center America. I see teaching the Word of God. His name is Chidi. He was the first person I got filled with the Holy Ghost, all right, in June 2001. You are a Holy Ghost pandemic. Praise God. If you enter a street, the street is in trouble. You will infect every household with the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You are not the one being afraid of being influenced. No, sir. You are the one with the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. You are the one with the gospel virus. And you are going to infect everybody with it. Praise God. You are still slumbering and being seen lazy. You need to wake up. Any believer that is not actively infecting people with the Holy Ghost needs revival. Praise the Lord. 
I said, praise the Lord. In the revival. So in second service, we share Gansham, we impact people. If you are in a hurry, for after first service, you can go home. All right? But work as you know, you don't have a choice. You are staying. Praise the Lord. The Holy Ghost pandemic. People should look in your eyes and catch the spirit. Hallelujah. You should be so full of the Holy Ghost that your eyes minister power. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. They said when this another person's saliva touch another person, they will catch coronavirus. But my own Jesus, when his saliva entered mud and he slapped it on someone's eye, the person's eye opened. Choose which whose saliva you shall be. Let's rise up on our feet. Have you been blessed? Have you been blessed? Come on, let's rejoice in the Holy Ghost and scream, I have the Holy Ghost! Hey! Salabaye. Eh? Praise God. He say, ah, there is a prostitution endemic in this neighborhood. You say, cheer up! I have the Holy Ghost! Praise the Lord. I will infect everybody with the Spirit. Hallelujah. No wonder the devil does not want us to gather. Because he is worried that proximity. Because you see, pandemic has spread by proximity. So he wants us to stay separately where we go online. Because this Holy Ghost, we can transmit him via the internet. Hallelujah. So far they can hear us, they can catch him. I said, so far they can hear us, they can catch him. I said, so far they can hear us, they can catch him. They can catch him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Come on, just pray in other tongues, everybody. Pray in the Holy Ghost. And the Kalabakundashia, Kandushia, non de Kisupronon. Nandia, 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 Nandia. Ige doko subro desu, da 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 gasi ge de ge be doko boko doko bori basia. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to give an offering for the first service now. We just have about a few minutes before 9 o'clock, and the service, second service has to start at 9 exactly. All right, if you're giving an offering for the first service, please go ahead, praise God. All right, um, the account numbers will be on the screen. Then and those of you watching from home, you can also give, all right, um, the screens will have the information that you need to give. And while we're giving, let's sing a song. Heavenly Lord, your name is wonderful. Your name is excellent. You're so beautiful. We worship you, Lord, for you are mighty. Uh -huh. you, you have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. 
for other messages, visit our website at www.oikiacc.org. Remain blessed. Fire